Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is Sarah Hanchar, your host of Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast where I speak to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. Oh, saddle up, y'all. Oh, do I like that? I'll keep it. Uh, and yes, do saddle up because this is a particularly fun episode with my friend Sarah Whittemore. She is an outstanding vocalist. She is a singer with Disney's Voices of Liberty, if you're familiar with them. Um, and she is also a vocalist with Voctiv, which is an acapella group that has had uh, a number of viral videos go go throughout the internet and such. Amazing songs, uh, Disney-based songs, some of them, some really great holiday stuff. Gorgeous beautiful and uh, Sarah really does give us a treat where she shares some of the jingles she's written for her pets she shares uh, her impression of Bjork you guys it's just I highly recommend tuning in around oh gosh I think it's probably around the 30 minute mark is going to be your Bjork impression so good that is not my Bjork impression. Hey, I have some really fun and exciting news. I have a new patron. Thank you, John. He's my new patron. Thank you so much, Angel Butt. I really, 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 really appreciate it. If you would also like to be a patron and help out this podcast and help keep me going, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash I think you're nice, or just go to patreon.com and look up the name of this podcast, I think you're nice, or my name, Sarah Hanchar. Hey, you know those two things. Great. There you will get... Uh, uh, outtake material. It's really, really fun. Almost every single episode has outtake material. And even though I'm heading to my season break, giving myself a, a quick break, I will be updating with new content uh, from previous episodes and such. Oh, and I also have other other places to, where you can see me as well. Instagram is I think you're nice. So check out my pictures I have going on there. Little quotes and pictures. And you're like, I wonder what this person looks like. Bing, bang, boom. You can see what that person looks like. Also, on Facebook, I have a lot of really fun treats over there. For this episode in particular, I've posted a number of performances of Voices of Liberty and Evocative, and hopefully I'll post some more with Sarah just by herself with her amazing voice and incredible talent. So that way you can hear her in action and hear Voices of Liberty in action, hear Evocative in action. So head on over to the Facebook group. Uh, that's my Facebook page, with, which is I Think You're Nice. So go to Facebook. I think you're nice. Bing, bang, boom. There you are. And now you know where all the goods are. Sounds great. Sounds great. I also want to give a shout out to Lulu, who gave me a very kind review on uh, iTunes and gave me a rating and reviews. It's all about those rating and reviews, baby. You just go on over, head on over and do it. So much fun. It is so much fun because you're supporting your friends and you're supporting the things that you like. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, go go ahead and do that. Do that for Lulu and do that for me too, I dare say. Lulu's podcast, which she does with her friend Allison, is called 10K Dollar Day. Summer is here and we are daydreaming about the vacations we all want to take, right? I know that I do that. I do that kind of all the time. And if you enjoy doing that sort of thing and thinking that way and just hearing about exotic places or cool experiences and listen to two very funny people, uh, Lulu and Allison are amazing on 10K Dollar Day. Head on over, check those guys out. I have mentioned it before, but I'm wrapping up my season here pretty soon. The first season of Hi, I Think You're Nice. I'm so excited. So we have today's episode with Singing with Sarah. You're going to love it. 
Uh, next week is going to be with my friend Tom. We're going to talk about the aquarium. And the week after that is going to be my friend Elaine, where we talk about building musicals and writing songs and doing all that kind of stuff. Tragically, I had another episode with my dear friend Lisa all about Epcot, but um, somehow something went crazy with the sound equipment and we sound like distant robots speaking in gibberish. I have yet to figure out how to fix that. I do not think I can. I think it's completely corrupted, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to keep trying. Usually I don't know what I'm doing. And so that has never stopped me before and it won't stop me now. Alrighty. So thank you so much for being here. I guarantee you're going to love this episode and I guarantee that I love you. Thank you so much. I hope you come check me out on Facebook and Instagram. Send me a rate, review, and subscribe. And in the meantime, thank you, Lulu. Thank you, John. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Moon. Oh, that's good night, Moon. You know what? I'm still going to thank the Moon. Thank you, Moon. All right. Enjoy today's episode. Bye! Hi. I think you're nice. Why, hi. I think you're nice. Let's have a seat and let's have a nice time. I think you're nice. So let's chat. So let's chat. So let's chat. I think you're nice. So let's chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast where I speak with a nice person about nice things for about an hour-ish. And today my guest is Sarah Whittemore. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Oh my uh, gosh, is this happening? It is. Are we in a hall of mirrors? <laughs> <laughs> She's mirroring my my hands as a, exactly. like in those college classes, you know, where you look at it's each other. It's a mime other. study. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking, so maybe not. <laughs> Guys, just trust me. It's amazing. <laughs> Only you can see this right now. Sarah is an amazing singer. She works at uh, Disney. She's at Voices of Liberty, and she sings with Voctiv. Yay! So we're going to talk about singing and nice things like that. I'm just so honored that I made the cut to be on Sarah Hanchard's podcast. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm kind of nerding out right now. I'm I'm, I'm nerding out. you know, I'm just honored. I, 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 one that I, you think I'm a good singer, so I really appreciate that. Thank oh, you, Sarah. How could you? Yes, and, you're amazing. And then two that I'm a nice person. These are two things that are important to me. So, Sarah, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, we're both crying. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. You are very, you are very kind. Um, uh, Voices of Liberty is an amazing show that happens in the American Pavilion at Epcot here at Disney. Yes. I say here at Disney. I'm in a, the hotel room in Orlando. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> Picture, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> a giant golf ball. And three miles we're, behind it is Voices of Liberty. We're almost there. <laughs> we're so close. We are in the vicinity. Yeah, uh, we're in the vicinity. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Voices of Liberty is is something I'm really passionate about. I I'm going on 13 years singing with voices. I can't believe that. What? I know that's amazing. We, my husband and I moved to Orlando um, in 2006, summer of 2006. So this summer it will be 13 years. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! Crazy. Thank you. Yeah, it feels it feels great to say that because I love being a cast member. I love working for Disney and. I'm particularly passionate about voices because it's just such a unique 
attraction, you know, yeah. for guests. My favorite thing is talking to a guest and they're like, we didn't know you were here. Oh my gosh, we've been coming to Epcot for however many years and we just found you. And I'm like, tell all your friends, come yeah, find come, us. Come find us. Now, but I do feel like the group is still, you know, absolutely, you know, maintained a following. And I think it gets more popular every year. I mean, I see that happening with, with the guests we meet. So that just makes me more excited for, you know, all the things to come with voices. But yeah, so we're an acapella group, which acapella means yes. music without instruments. It's only, you know, one instrument. The original instrument, the voice. The voice. Yeah, which is so cool. I think that that's like, you have this instrument in your body that's just there and you can use mm-hmm. it. And um, so we are soprano, alto, tenor, bass, and we sing. Two of each, right? Two, two of each. Yeah. Two altos, two Sometimes tenors, two bass. three, depending <gasps> on the arrangement. What? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So our our arrangements can have anywhere from like six parts to 10 parts or 11 parts, something like that. So Holy they can moly. get pretty chunky in terms yeah. of how many notes there are and, you know, the arrangement. I love um, a chunky, chunky choir. Oh, sound. yeah. Chunky acapella <laughs> group. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, gosh, I mean, when I came down and auditioned, I saw Voices of Liberty that day. I actually hadn't heard of Voices before coming mm-hmm. to audition, which was, and now to think about that, I'm like, how did I not know about this, you know, awesome group? But I didn't and um, came down on audition for the open call. And then that day I went to go hear Voices of Liberty in the Rotunda and in the American Adventure. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I had just auditioned for. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. I, wow. This, this is more is, intense than I well, maybe thought. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, I just, and I was so thankful that, gosh, they even thought I could, could be a part of something like that. So when I, you know, got the call to come and learn Candlelight and perform the Candlelight Processional. Oh, Candlelight. Yeah, that's where I started was Candlelight. Nice. And, and that was just a dream come true. It really was. Yeah. And I have learned so much from being in that group. I mean, um, and I still, to this day, I mean, I really am learning something every day on the floor when we sing together. And that's like, that's kind of what it's all about. You know, you're, you, you never arrive, you never, um, walk in the room knowing everything. You're always constantly seeking to improve upon that skill set that you have. Yeah. And I truly experience that with voices, which I'm very thankful for. That's, (sighs) Um, uh, Chase Paget. Do you know Chase? Paget? I do know yeah. Chase. Uh, we we did a uh, an interview and we talked about Disney. Cause I'm like, I want to talk about Disney so bad. And so he <laughs> was in town in Seattle. So we talked about it and what you're saying about like always learning something. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, how many shows do you guys do a day? Seven shows Seven a day. Seven shows a day. Yeah, it's fifteen minute sets. Yeah. yeah, but these sets are intense. Like the songs are gorgeous yeah. and. Um, the fact that you still find after 13 years are still learning and still practicing and still like honing your craft, there is nothing, there are very few things like that in this performing world where you can sing or even, you know, do improv or do comedic stuff or character work or what have you. And it was, yeah, it, 
uh, we shared a tr- we shared a green room for a while or a dressing room um, when uh, I was I was more in the comedy world um, doing uh, the ZD sisters and yes. showcase players and like sharing the the dressing room with you ladies yes. and like your warm ups and I'm like oh the angels are here. <laughs> And oh my yes. gosh, those were fun days. Those, I remember those days. Those, those were good days. Those were good. Those were very good days. Um, I was yeah. trying to think about that, how we met. And I we met through Streetmo? Is that how we met? Did you ever do Streetmo? Uh, I never did Streetmo. No? Um, Streetmo people? Uh, I think your beloved is how I, I met you. Because I, Scott very briefly worked at the same stage as me. Yes. Um, at Slapstick Studios. That's what it was. Yeah. So That's what it was. Okay. So I knew Scott. And yeah. his bow ties. I just feel like I've just <laughs> known you in town. You know, yeah, Scott and his bow ties. They are, yeah, signature, he, right. Oh, his signature look. That's his right. glasses. He's the cutest. He's the cutest. Oh, I love him. He's the yes. cutest. And he's also very nice and very sweet. And he showed me some ukulele stuff, yes. which was very kind. Oh, yes, yes. I remember. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And when I auditioned for, because I auditioned for Voice of Liberty, I think maybe three times. You guys, it is... <laughs> So hard. It is so hard. And you were very, this is one of the, one of the many reasons why I think you're so nice is because like, it's a competitive, like, thing to get into Voices of Liberty. Like those, the people who've been there forever have been there and like, love it and want to be there. And so like, getting on board is really challenging just because there aren't that many places. Mm-hmm. The style of singing is so unique mm-hmm. and of its own thing. Um, but you helped me. We like went to the Germany that. rehearsal room, I think. Yes. And you played the piano and you helped me and you were so sweet and so kind. Very sweet. Sadly, I, uh, Never made the the final cut, but that was okay. You have to really be a musician for that show, I feel. Well, you know, it's, I appreciate, well, let me say, I really appreciate you saying that because, you know, I think a lot of times vocalists get into this mindset that we're not musicians somehow. Like, I don't play an instrument. Now, Mm -hmm. many do. Many also sing and play. I I can play a tiny bit of piano, but I'm primarily a vocalist, Mm -hmm. and and I, I am a musician as well. And those things work together and should work together just as any instrument would, you know? So, um, I think that's, that's an important awareness to have and to try and, and think of yourself as a musician. And and what are the things that I need to do to properly prepare for what would be a Voices of Liberty audition or something comparable? Because talking about voices, like the skill set of, you know, things that you can come in the door knowing, yes, sight reading is helpful, theory skills, ear training, um, having sung in an ensemble before, those are all helpful things. Is it necessary? No. I mean, the individual ultimately is what is being sought, is mm-hmm. my guess. I'm not Disney casting. I'm just sure. speculating here. This is Sarah's perspective, <laughs> you know, but but I've, over the years, I've just seen what's kind of neat about something like Voices of Liberty is people come from all different musical paths and Mm. come together to create what is the Voices of Liberty signature sound. So that's kind of the neat thing is you can come in having an opera background or having a musical theater background, having um, barbershop or jazz vocals, and all those things can lend themselves to uh, finding what your voice's sound is and fitting in the group sound, which is cool. I think that's a really unique thing about it. So... I had never heard you sing solo before um, because, uh, yeah, I'm going to post stuff about Voices of Liberty so people, like, can get an ear and see and hear what 
we mean by like that very signature sound, that pure tone, no vibrato, bright from the mask, <laughs> that sound that is incredibly challenging mm-hmm. to maintain. Um, and that's where I feel like having, it takes true musicianship. Like you have to be totally aware of where you are, where they are, where you're going. The audition process is terrifying because just there are like four parts to the callback, I believe. There's like the regular callback and then you have to, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. remember is the thing. I don't even remember. And they may do things a little differently now. But yeah, yeah there's definitely levels to it. Yeah. And, you know, from solo work to ensemble work to... You know, getting something and sight I feel like reading the it, sight reading, sight reading thing, something, yeah. and then being able to perform it pretty quickly. You know, and that that is a skill in itself. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's funny. I, I, you're talking about ensemble singing and solo singing. There's something that I, my choral teachers always told me growing up, and I did grow up with a strong choral music background, mm-hmm. and I always have loved it. Um, but and I think it's still to this day something I that rings true and I think about is is listen louder than you're singing. And that's that's one of those things that as a soloist you're not really thinking about listen as much. Listen mm-hmm. louder than mm-hmm. you're singing. And it's not that you're singing quietly, you know, you're but still you're, just... you're still you know um creating your sound and your tone, but you have got to be so aware of what's happening around you and how it's fitting into the tone that you're creating is fitting into this blanket of sound and you're just a thread in that blanket. It's, it's, it all has oh. to work really seamlessly together. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It just came from my brain. It's so good. You have a really great brain. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sarah, that's like the nicest thing you could ever say. We are on a nice podcast. It's so nice here. I promise. <laughs> and now tell me about your childhood. Yeah. No. Uh- <laughs> and I sing alto. I'm, I'm, I'm an alto. I sing uh, yeah, alto two, alto one. So the lower and the higher alto parts um yeah it's a lot of fun Uh, every single voice from the voice of liberty like listening nobody has no even the soprano nobody has the melody ever kind of (laughs) like some people get you step out and you do your solos and you have um and and various folks do have like some melody line yeah but in general every single part because i'm a soprano typically right and i always like to be soprano too because i prefer to do the fun harmony stuff sure yeah and so and, but I'm like, oh, there is, there is no home in this song. Okay. <laughs> yes, right. Everyone has to know kind of everything. Yeah. Because these are like beautiful and bonkers versions of oh, totally. these classic Americana songs. Yes. Extreme arrangements, extreme ranges. And, and yeah, I mean, there's obligatos for our sopranos. There's, um, what, is, what does that mean? So an obligato is like an ornamental, um, like a coliatura series of notes. Of, yeah. Okay, it's like just up, up, up in the rafters. Almost descanty. Yeah. Descant. Kind of, if you can think of it that way. Yeah. It's just this soaring, beautiful feature for the sopranos. And, yeah. and, and sopranos in, in general do have melody most of the time, but I can't even really say that to be true because they have a lot of other really cool stuff. And the melody will trade around mm-hmm. in the different parts in the arrangements too. So it, it definitely gets passed around, like you said, which is cool. That's yeah. the, the coolest. Yeah. It's really... It's really a delightful thing. And then you'll hum and someone will step forward and tell a beautiful story and then step back and then the song begins again. It is truly, truly its own gorgeous experience. And I'm 
I'm uh, so proud of you for doing oh, it for 13 so years. Thank Holy, you. I, I, have, I have to give credit to, to Derek Johnson. I mean, he was, he was the absolute visionary that made that group happen mm-hmm. from, from the day one of Epcot and what the legacy that he laid the groundwork for and created. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I take very seriously and always want to really uphold that vision that he had and made voices of Liberty. He Derek Johnson. If you don't know who he, he is, he's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one, he's the one that made voices happen. Um, I kind of want to talk about your musical journey. So okay. th- did you always sing? I like even as a yeah, kiddo? Truly. Yes. I mean, that's my first memory of singing was, I was, gosh, maybe like three or four. Oh, little peanut. Little, little, little. And there's, well, I have a videotape to help me remember. I mean, you know, yeah. videos from childhood. Sure. But there's and your a, parents being so proud. Yes, yes. There's a video of me um, in the playroom with a little toy piano singing at the top of my lungs a song about my imaginary friend. Uh-huh. His name was Ro Y. Ware. Ro Y. Ware? Yes. Ro, R-O. Uh-huh. I have a Ro. lot of friends, if they're going to listen to this, that are going to be very entertained that we're talking about row I wear right now. Row I wear. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's R-O-W-H-Y W-H-E-R-E. Row I wear. Row I wear. Right? Yeah. So row I wear was the human skeleton on display at the Greensboro Natural Science Center in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and f- I was fascinated with this yeah. skeleton for some reason. As a child, and he became my imaginary friend. Oh, um, but Slash also real. Because yeah. he was a he skeleton was real that me. existed. It's right. I mean, you know, he was real to me, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, Row I Wear. Now, he had a name before Row I Wear called Row I Day. Oh. And I don't know why it changed. I don't remember this. Mm-hmm. But so the song. Oh, God. Yes, me, please. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It's, it's definitely happening. Um, th- little three to four year old Sarah. Banging just chords on the piano uh-huh. that aren't real chords, but there's just, you know, cluster chords, we'll call yeah. them that. Um, <laughs> cluster so chords. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it that. That's the technical yeah, the jazz, term here. Jazz yeah, chords. Right, jazzy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the song is, Row I day has a day, day, day. He's a yive. Row I day has a day, day, day. He's a yive. Oh, one more verse. Row I day has a day, day, day. If you ever see him, he's a yive. He's a yive. He's a yive. He, alive, of he's course. He's a yive. And, and so that's, I think that was the first composition. Beautiful. Yeah. And, Did you, um, you could have harmonies on that. I, yeah. Like, I think that maybe needs to happen in an adult life. I need to yeah. make this uh, a real thing. Yeah, so music was always there. I, I had a Mr. Microphone and sang somewhere out there from American Tale. You know, I still have the Mr. Microphone. Yes! That, my mom found it, actually. Um, it was last year, maybe, actually. She was just going through some things, and she found it. She's like, sending this to you. So I, I totally have it in my living room, you know, to just remind me of, like, music has always been a yeah. big part of me and my identity. And that's, I mean, talk about joy and the things that make us happy it's it's such a part of who i am um that i'm just so thankful i get to do music for a living i i have done many many 
jobs and many types of things. And I, you know, I'm just enjoying right now getting to do as much music as I can. And I will always seek those opportunities because it does make me happy, you know, and it's just, yeah, I, I waited tables. I've, I've done, you know, clerical work. I've done babysitting, dog sitting, housing. I've done all these things. And I'm, those are all a part of me and I'll do them again at a drop of a hat. You know, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever I need to do, of course, to take care of my family and my life, but music's what I really want to do. So sure. It's just, yeah, it's good to be able to do that right now. Yeah. But yeah, little Sarah was always, always singing, singing for sure. My first like performance that I remember was like the folk festival at school. Okay. And singing country roads and Rocky top (laughs) with my dad. And, and I did like a lot of like, my dad was, my mom, both, both of them really loved music and still do. And, and surrounded us. Loved me. They still do. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Music. Now I get it. As far as I know, they both do. I think they do. They're still rather fond of me. Yeah, thank goodness, right? I passed the test. Yeah, no, they always I grew up in a very musical home. So, I mean. Do they play as well? Uh, my dad plays sing? guitar. Okay. Yeah, and they they both sing. They don't, my mom doesn't sing as much, but she has a really beautiful voice. Um, and my dad sings too. And um, we just always grew up doing that and singing like out of the rise up and singing folk music book mm-hmm. and like song circles and Um, there was always a lot of performance opportunities. So that's something I think that nurtured that love of it lays a foundation. It does. It does. And it was, I was supported in it. I was definitely supported in my musical pursuits. And I think that's another thing that you just feel like, okay, yeah, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can make this a living and a profession. But when I was little, Again, nat- we're coming back to the Natural Science Center here in Greensboro. This is a special th- place for me. I'm thrilled that that's your keystone for it, like music is the Natural Science well, Center. Yeah, it begets a lot of uh, future endeavors, I think. Yeah. So um, they had a planetarium there, and I was obsessed with a planetarium. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wanted to go. We might have gone on a weekly basis. And my mom who wanted to raise me knowing about music and different types of music, which I really appreciate. Um, she would always play Holst's planets like all the time on a record. Okay. So I had this like planet obsession Yeah, and also knew planets before like my alphabet. And I apparently like (laughs) said the names of planets before I could really say the full alphabet because of Holst's planets and the planetarium. Yeah. That's so cool. And I feel like that really explains a lot about my musical like <laughs> sensibility or what journey or whatever you want to say. And like my nerdiness too. It's like, that's like, that's very, that's very Sarah in a nutshell. I was like, yes, of course you learned <laughs> the, planets. the planets by host before you learned your alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the best way. Uh, my husband's currently listening to a lecture series about language. And, you know, at your youth is when you learn different languages the best and music is its own language. So when you're young and your brain is nice and spongy mm-hmm. and like just soaking up everything, like if you happen to have an environment that supports that totally. and gets you all yeah. that delicious musical knowledge and just it makes it your language like you your ear is trained to it and like that's amazing like fantasia might still be my favorite disney movie oh 
You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, that that's it's just music has always been the through line for most of my interests and pursuits. Yeah, totally. And yeah. did you ever do solo stuff? You said you mentioned choir work. So you did yeah. you worked in churches and stuff. Yes. I did. I did like church cantering and I my first like gig was um I sang get ready for it. My heart will go on. <gasps> Thank goodness. I know. At the Near Greens- far, wherever you are? You know it. At, <laughs> at the Greensboro College Jazz Festival. I think I was, I was like 13 or 14 maybe. And I, I mean, I had, I bought a dress for it. Yeah. It was, there was a rehearsal mm-hmm. for the gig. It was a big deal. That's like my first being like, whoa, I'm really singing now. This Watch out, world. What? <laughs> I sang that and I sang, take me to the river. Take me to the river. Yeah, yes, Al okay. Jolson slash Talking Heads, Take Me to the River. I gigged a lot with like a jazz quartet, friends of mine in high school, and my magical group. Yes, the magical group gigged people. We well, gigged. That's cool. We had to raise money uh, to go on our trips, you know, well, like that's our so school cool. trips. And we would like, we go and it was, it, and, but it taught me a lot about being on time, being prepared, knowing where you're going for your gig, and like all those little things that, you definitely stumble along sometimes as you're coming of age and growing up and don't always do right. You know, you figure it out. And it was like, it was like a good training ground for yeah. how to be a pro early on, you know? Um, so I'm very thankful to you. Yeah. My, all my choral directors and the people that, you know, taught me about if you're going to do music for a living, you got to treat it pretty seriously. And it doesn't matter what age you are. You got to really step up and be ready and prepared and, yeah. Yeah. Had a lot of that um, formative, like, training, I guess, growing up, which I'm, I appreciate. Well, there's so much, in general, I'm, I'm always like, every actor needs to work backstage. Every actor needs to stage manage at least once. Like, yeah. every actor needs to do these things. And I imagine, because there's so many things we don't learn mm-hmm. in college, if we go to college. Mm-hmm. There's so many things we don't learn when we're just, like, just... I mean, you know, we've all spent hours and hours looking at ourselves in a mirror and singing and like really honing that, which of course is imperative work. Of course. And then there's the other side. It's the professionalism Mm -hmm. of it. It's the training. It's the communicating with stage managers, double checking your gig. Like, where are you going to eat? What time is call? Where are we staying? What outfit? Does everyone have a steamer? Like, like to make sure their outfits are okay. Yeah. And so that's a whole other part of the job that often is like oh of course you need to get ready somewhere oh of course like there needs to be a bathroom like these are things that don't necessarily coalesce until you're out on your own it is fortunate that you were so young to get that experience a lot of good yeah I learned a lot of good lessons from my mentors like um, Sam Am Doyle there and Marta Force and um, yeah just a lot of people that taught me, you know, the right way of doing it, you know, and nice. I think of them. I really do. It's like, I, I still want to make them proud, Aww, you know, that's lovely. I'm, I'm 36 years old and I still want to make <laughs> my, the people that taught me the things that I know, like, I want them to be proud, you I'm know? I'm sure they yeah, are. Cause that's like, that's, it's important. Yeah. To try and carry on, like, to be an example of what they taught you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which Sometimes I achieve it, sometimes I don't, but I, we I'm striving for that. I'm striving <laughs> to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are just people. Uh, we are. We are. 
I definitely... Uh, people are people, so why should it be? I don't know the words. You and I should get along so awfully. Oh, so good. So good. Um, Depeche Mode. <laughs> Your wealth of musical knowledge is also lovely. Oh, thank you. I love all forms of music. I And, and everyone says that, like, what kind of music do you like? <laughs> and they're like, I like, I like a little bit of everything. That wasn't my any question on my list. Is, oh, cool. Yeah, so what kind I'm, of music do you like? I'm and happy if, to talk if, about if you it. Want to. <laughs> I mean, I truly, so like, I, I love everything from obviously like classical music, Holst. I mean, that was, that was a great example because I do love the planets and I try and see it live whenever I can, um, with an orchestra. Um, I love Bjork. I went to see her live in New York. Oh. Like, I mean, she's one of my vocal kind of. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's one of my top. Forever and always. What's your favorite? Inspiration. Favorite Fav- Bjork song? Yeah. Gosh. I would say my favorite album is a tie. I have to start there. Between Vespertine and um, probably Homogenic. Those are my two favorites. She has such an unusual vocal quality. Yeah. And that's what I love about her. Yeah. I think and that's I think that's something I seek in artists in general is something that's really unique. Yeah. And and she, there was, there's never going to be another Bjork. Yeah. And I love that about her. Um, she's also quite skilled vocally too, and has a lot of technical like prowess. So I would imitate like, uh, I'm like, you're gonna please wa- do. I know please you want do. it. I do. I, I want I it realize so bad. I'm looking at you I and you're it. saying, I, want you to I think like you Bjork. need to do a Bjork. <laughs> I need, or not sing like Bjork or just Bjork song, or should I just make up a song in the style of Bjork? Whichever you feel comfortable. I uh, love any option. See. And I also don't want to put you on the spot. You don't have to, if you don't want to. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm just going to see what, what happens here. Okay. okay. Mm. Today I am doing a podcast with Sarah Henshaw. I've never been happier in my life. <laughs> That was so good. Bjork would be uh, so pleased. I well, Bjork, if you're listening, <laughs> she does. We email constantly. That's why I was so thrilled. That's that you... really why I'm here today, yeah. Sarah. I mean, I did <laughs> you get hooked up with Bjork? Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling that you know there was a connection we are there. So tight. Yeah, <laughs> they go way back. All the way to Iceland. Oh. Yeah, she's definitely one of my favorites. Like, but I, and then I love, oh my gosh, um, Rufus Wainwright and Radiohead and, um, really know. Rufus Wainwright. I love Rufus Wainwright. Oh my gosh. And he is so unique because he has this folk sensibility and, and pop sound as well, but his training is, is opera and more, a more classical like background. And so that's what I'm so fascinated by his voice because he has all of these different facets and components to it. And as a singer, that's the most exciting person to listen to is someone that can glean all these different sounds and styles, you know? Yeah. Rufus is one of my faves. Check him out. Listen to him. I I do like Rufus Wainwright. Oh, yeah, he's doing great. Um, And also when you sang Bjork, I'm just like, wow, what you're doing as I was watching you do that. I'm like, okay, you really are drawing from a lot of technique and a lot of style and placement (laughs) and things that I, I'm just like, oh, Bjork, you so, you so crazy. Like, I mean, I love, I'm also a Bjork fan. Not clearly as much as you. I'm not nearly as knowledgeable. (laughs) Um, But I love, 
oh my gosh, I yeah. never even thought about it. And for Rufus, I'm always like, open your mouth, like, yeah. because it all sure. seems to get it's, swallowed yeah. a bit. And so I, I actually love to warm up to his songs. Which ones? Oh my, um, Want One's a great album or anything off of Poses. Um, <laughs> I gosh, Poses is a great gosh, album. am I ignorant now? Poses is a good one. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, gosh. And I love like, I love Elvis Costello. He's one of my favorites. I love the Smiths, and Cure and, um, you're like the also coolest. Great, oh, thanks. <laughs> I, and I love great choral music too. I like, I love, um, Chanticleer and um, King Singers and I mean obviously acapella is a whole other land of, yes. of music that yeah. I love listening to. Obviously pentatonics they're they're the you know crowning jewel of acapella right now and rightly so they're awesome. Um, you know uh, real group um, uh, singers unlimited Bonnie Herman oh I mean she's like the queen. Of I'm gonna look vocals. all of these up because I know yes. almost none of oh, them. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> so many wonderful sounds out there. Yeah. But I love having an eclectic pool of things to be listening to. And because I think it just kind of reminds me of there's a lot out there and you need to always be gleaning and pulling from that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's something I was talking about someone, talking to someone about this recently that as I'm saying all these artists that I love, I don't find that I listen to music for pleasure much nowadays. Oh, really? Because I'm so... It's like work. I'm learning music or I'm studying something or I'm memorizing something or I'm trying to listen to something to get into the sound for a gig or performance. And I really miss doing that and I need to actually make that a practice of like, I'm going to put Bjork on today and just rock out to Bjork or I'm going to put mm-hmm. on, you know, Tosca and listen to Puccini or, you know, like it's important to still be listening for joy. And that's the whole reason a lot of people get into music is because it brings them joy. So this is a good reminder. I'm going to go, I'm going to get in the car and dig up some like playlist from college and and jam. It's going to happen. Something's going to happen. College yeah. playlists, <laughs> all the mixed CDs it's from gonna, college. Yep, I'm gonna find something, and my, Mr. Roboto might be making an appearance. Yes, yeah, dude. Uh, Sticks, oh, I yeah. love Sticks. He's a he's I a don't killer vocalist. He's a killer yes. vocalist. Uh, yeah, totally. And just so such a delight. Mr. Roboto is one of my favorite songs of all the time. I might have said Mr. Roboto because I just love it. And I, yeah, you can I, love Mr. Roboto. I, 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 it's truly, yeah. It's I, a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I am the modern man. Mo- thank you for saying modern. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, I am <laughs> now sticks. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm snow blind. of times. <laughs> So good. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on like how, if you'd be willing to give a demonstration, like how solo singing, like how you sing with just like how you would naturally sing versus like what you would do for your acapella work, whether that be with Voice of Liberty or Voctive or whatever. Wow. I feel, I mean, that's, it's such a unique thing in terms of like, so I'm, I can only speak from my own voice. Of course. Of course. So like what I do may be a different process from other people because I know my voice and I have its, it has its own nuances and things or, you know, um, but I would say the biggest difference, like this is again, my perspective here from solo singing, singing to ensemble singing, um, is, you know, when you're solo voice, you're looking for those kinds of ornamental features that you can bring to a song. So 
anyone can sing, let's say, um, uh, what's a good song? What's, what's a song? Let's say feeling good. You know, the jazz song, birds flying high. You know how I feel. Sun in the sky. You know how I feel. Yeah, yeah maybe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, yeah. I'll try and demonstrate. So like as a soloist, I, that's a song, it's a standard. It's a song that a lot of people have sung over the years and there's a lot of different interpretations. I feel that my goal in singing a song like that is to find Sarah's take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm going to sing it, uh, let's say, okay, I'm singing it. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good. Okay, so that's... Well, thank you. Chills. Sarah, I've missed your voice. Oh, you're so sweet. I've missed it. It's so beautiful, you guys. It's so beautiful. Okay. So, so for example, like, as I sang that, and I I really hope I'm not, like, totally missing the boat here, but... um, (laughs) Like, I love Michael Buble's version of that song. Uh-huh. And it's so iconic and signature that as a vocalist, I'm trying to tell myself, don't do what Michael Buble does. Okay. Because it needs to be my own. But I can still pull from techniques or moments or feels that he's giving. And and yes, there are licks that I totally copy sometimes from people. Like, Ava Cassidy is one of my favorite singers of all time. I definitely emulate and and love to throw in little things that she does or how would Ava Cassidy sing this you know so I'm gleaning from you know a lot of different sources there but so so as a soloist I'm going to be looking for those moments what is something that makes it unique what's something that they go oh yeah that's that's how Sarah would sing that you know you're trying to brand yourself I guess maybe in Mm -hmm. that way and that's a constant you know work in progress that I am (laughs) daily working on and searching and and you know trying to figure out so I don't proclaim to have figured it out, but I'm, yeah, you're always kind of looking for your signature sound is maybe the way of putting it. Now as an ensemble member, so if I'm singing in a, which I normally do now in an acapella group, and you could have a track, you could be doing um, like studio work where you're working with a demo vocals or a jingle or something like that. Um, You know, you're singing with other people. So you have to find that group sound that is the sound of the day, whether it's pop style or choral style or uh, what have you, and you're fitting into that sound. You don't want to you don't want to stick out, and it's it's something that I constantly am trying to be aware of, and I I don't always succeed in. I mean, I you know it's 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 a constant struggle to make sure you're fitting into that. So, like for example, if you were to isolate a vocal of, let's say something on the Vaktiv album, right? Okay. Like I'm doing an oopad or I'm doing um an oopad <laughs> real quick I don't think a lot of us know uh, what that means okay. well if it's something that's like like oohs or ahs a bed of music that's underneath a solo line uh-huh. you know um which happens a lot in acapella music because there's no instruments so you're you're providing that you're beefing that, up the whole that accompaniment basically right so if you're the accompaniment and you're using your voice you're going to sing a line totally different than you would if you were a soloist Mm -hmm. so like you're singing through the music 
um, and pushing hair. I mean, um, let's see. There's a Voices of Liberty OOPAD. Um, that might be a good example. Um, and it's, it's definitely like through singing is the best way of putting it. And you're, you, you have to continue to push sound the entire time. So I'm so nervous. Don't be nervous. And I also don't want to put you on the spot. I don't know if I'm in the right key. I think I am, but I'm not going to hold me to it. I'm not going to get the pitch (laughs) pipe out. This is a safe space. Yeah. (laughs) So this is, this would be like this pushing that sound through. uh, Yeah. in kind of an ensemble style. Okay. So, so I wouldn't sing. It's, that was not the right key. I can tell it was too low, but it's fine. Um, That's it's <laughs> I'm such fine. A nerd. Everyone, calm down. Everybody, that uh, wasn't don't the alert same the media. key. Everything is fine. <laughs> we just modulated a little bit for today's very special episode. It's right. It's right. Um, yeah. So like you can tell, I, like I wouldn't sing a solo line that way. You know, that's yeah. that's a whole nother approach. I'm constantly trying to push sound. I did breathe in that. Um, but the other neat thing about ensemble singing is that we try and hide those breaths. So like you heard me breathe, mm-hmm. but if I was singing, um, with voices or voctive, you would hopefully not hear me make that breath. I would sneak in, sneak out so that it's you're keeping this yeah. constant wall of sound the entire time. Um, yeah, those are the things you just have to think about, you know, when you're on in an ensemble, which is the challenge. It's like. Honestly, and depending on how your voice is feeling that day, or if you got a lot of sleep, or you didn't get sleep, or you flew into the gig that day, you still got to go and, you know, try and produce what you're supposed to that is necessary for that particular ensemble. So, yeah, it's a good challenge. It's something that I love, truly, to, like, find these, you know, nuances in my own voice and and challenge myself to be better at it every day, you know? It's it's gorgeous. That was beautiful. I felt like I was just butter. I'm like, oh, "Oh, there's butter on me. And I'm so happy. Like, like, I can't believe it's not. Wait, (laughs) it is butter. butter. (laughs) Vocal butter. Ew. That sounds gross. Uh, Yeah. But like melting, like, but anyway, just butter. So, so lovely. (laughs) You're so sweet. Thank you. And, uh, for folks who, uh, don't, Aren't, aren't singers or maybe not as aware of it. So that you had very little, if to no, vibrato. Right. So that means a straight tone. Right. But it was still warm and had its dynamics and... and- it's present. Yeah. You yeah. can't let, you can't let the note die basically. Like, yeah. You keep it elevated and, and always moving forward. Like correct. you said, push, mm-hmm. push the mm-hmm. tone, push the... Push the, to- the push- air and the tone both yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. It <laughs> it takes practice. It takes practice. Yeah. It is not something that just, you know, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, wake up going, I don't know how to do this today. You know, that what? was, yeah, it's a skill <laughs> you develop over time. And the, the more you sing with other people and in group environments, and especially surrounding yourself with people you admire musically, or look up to people you, you're putting yourself in that room of that challenges you. That's how you really learn and you improve as an artist because, I, I, boy, I'm telling you what, I have walked into a lot of rooms where I go, why am I here? You know, Aww. why are you sure I'm supposed to be here? Okay. But then you learn, 
and you learn why and you discover that and you you build on that skill set to feel like okay yeah i'm i'm learning how to do this now and this feels good and that just makes you a more well-rounded musician i think in the end yeah so i know why you're there oh. <laughs> It's think, my love of uh, Mr. Roboto. Yeah, that's probably York. it. I think they that's can it. sense that about I, you. Yeah, it's truly. Yeah, we've hit the nail on the head here, people. <laughs> and I, I, I love how genuinely and honestly you look at your craft and like how it's it's a love and it's also like a job. Yeah. It is not something, you know, um, when we watch the, the Voice or we watch mm-hmm. these things, it always it makes me insane. That they're like, and this is like, we discover them like, nope, that person's been working really hard for a long time. Oh, yeah. And now they are on a stage, a public a place. Pl- a public, pla- public platform is what Boy, I'm that is to hard. Pl- that public is hard. Pl- platform. Because I want to say public platform. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah. So when you right. have wonderful singers in your life, yeah. like they, chances are, unless yeah. they are really just some miracle fluke, yeah. have have worked really hard. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm like, I know why you're there. You yeah. are, you've worked so hard. You've been thoughtful about your musical journey. You have a gorgeous voice and you are deeply a musician. Cause I, for me personally, I am not. I, I definitely like worked on singing and all those things, but I, music, reading music, I can, but it's like hard yeah. and it's intimidating to me. So I'm like, I'll just sing it. You just give me the melody and I'll work it out my way. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I'm just trying to say like, you're amazing. You're and so you're, you're the, you're the best. You're the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I thought we'd maybe talk about Voctive yeah. if you would like to. So Voctive is this super rad acapella group that has, it, you you sung with like famous people. Yeah, I don't know many famous people, so I apologize ahead of time for not knowing things. <laughs> it's been it's definitely been this wild journey. I mean that a journey is totally the word. When people ask me about Vakif, I'm like, it's a journey, and it still is a journey because we did not know three years ago when this group formed what things were in store. We really didn't. Um, we knew we wanted to make music. Jamie Ray, who was the arranger and producer of Octave, has this brilliant mind that just, you know, it's he's chock full of these amazing ideas. And so he puts them to paper and um, arranges them for the voices that you hear and see in Voctive. And that's mm-hmm. what's something that's so cool is Jamie Ray really knows and understands each individual voice in the group. He also understands how our voices work in the stack of the sonic stack of our sound. And, Ooh, the sonic oh, stack. Oh, yeah. That's a, that sounds dope. <laughs> I can't claim that one. I've, I've, I've had many a, many a mentor say that one. Tony DeRosa is one of them. He always says sonic <laughs> stack. So, But it's Love true. It. That's what it is. And Jamie has such a um, a thorough understanding of that and what how the the different parts work together to create this, you know, symphonic kind of presentation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's just started out with us recording Jamie's charts that he would write. And people seemed to like it. And we were like, well, maybe let's do a video. And the thing that kind of spawned that was um, the Fly Medley video. That was like the first thing that kind of uh, went quote unquote viral, I guess is the word. And we, I remember when it happened, we were like, is this, 
Is that a word we can use? Are we going viral? I guess it is going viral. There's a million views in yep, that one counts. day. Uh-huh. And yeah. it was just something <laughs> we'd never experienced before. And and then the thing that really kind of launched Voctiv into uh, more of a public um, arena was Kirsten Maldonado from Pentatonix. Um we collaborated with her and did the Disney Love Medley. That's yeah. That's the one that where was the one where people are like, of. "It's so and so." I'm like, "It sounds amazing." I have no idea who anyone is except for <laughs> Sarah and Kate, and I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and well, Tony's in there, right? Tony, Tony's yeah, in there, sure. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and yes, and then the rest of Octa too. And of course, of course, I just awesome. don't. I don't. I'm aware of yeah. them. I just don't know You're them like, as well as I know you guys. That I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of the thing that really launched. Um, the, I mean, just the millions and millions of views, which is still to this day, I'm just, I still can't believe that happened. I'm so thankful for the opportunity that Kirsten gave us with that. I mean, it was, it really was something that helped us um, gain a fan base, you yeah. know, and that's a really cool thing to be able to say. And, and it's also a responsibility, you know, to um, try and deliver the product that is expected and to, constantly be trying to create new music and think about what the future of octave is. And, you know, that being said, I don't know what, what's in store. I mean, we just want to keep making music and, um, you know, continuing that acapella, you know, which I mean, acapella music is really hot right now still. And I'm so thankful for that because it's been around a really long time. It sure has. (laughs) And there's, there's no reason for it not to be. Um, and I think too, there's just so many awesome groups now doing acapella music and making it a mainstream thing. And I'm really thankful Bakhtiv's a, a part of that little kaleidoscope, you know, and, and we love, we're doing a lot more live touring now and getting to meet fans and um, fans from all over the country and even the world. It, it, it still feels so surreal to say that I, I, I'm just so overwhelmed at times and humbled by the, the, the people that have reached out, whether it's through Facebook or through, um, coming to the concerts or just, yeah, comments on YouTube or different things like that. It's, it's, it's really overwhelming. Um, but it's why we do music, you know, yeah. like is to, to share just this, share what it's all about, you know? So I'm really, really, um, thankful to be a part of it and be a part of Jamie Ray's vision and to sing with the amazing caliber of, of performers in Voctiv. It's it, that's a truly humbling room to be in is, you know, of octave rehearsal because, um, I'm just so, you know, blown away by the people that mm-hmm. I get to sing with. and to get to be a part of that is, is pretty, pretty great. And I'm again, constantly learning from them. I mean, um, and I think we just, we do that. We learn from each other and, and try and encourage one another to be the best version of ourselves that we can musically. Like that's a really cool part of it too, you know? So I, I love how you speak about your experiences and these groups because it's with such, um, I find that people who tend to thrive and sustain the longest in whatever career they choose to have are folks who are grateful, who are, who are genuinely enriched and find joy in what they're doing and are still constantly learning and excited to be a part of the process. And I just... It's so beautiful because it'd be easy to be like, yeah, I'm super great and I'm an amazing singer. And uh, uh, I know it's, I, you know, 
I'm, I'm not saying like false humility or like you, you, you know, you're talented and like having confidence is good. Um, but there's a balance yeah, like, to all things though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have, you have to have a certain amount of confidence and belief in yourself to, to do things, you know, especially yeah. publicly or yeah. professionally or with a lot of eyeballs on you, you know, you have to expect a lot from yourself, you know, and hold yourself to a high standard. But I mean, gosh, I don't know how you feel like there's, there's times I'll hear certain performers or um, singers and I'm like, I should just stop singing now. <laughs> you know, you, you hear someone and you go, I thought I knew how to sing and, and I'm now wrong. I'm, I yeah. feel like a gross I, idiot. It's yeah. just, it's all about perspective and you know, yes, I, I, I love to sing. I think I figured out, you know, hopefully how to do it well enough to do the things I'm doing. I mean, but I have a lot to learn still. And I, uh, that's the thing that kind of keeps me going though, is, is believing and hoping that I can continue to improve and just yeah. get better, you know? Cause I don't want to just be like, well, I figured it out. Here I am. And, uh, yeah. this is, this is how it is. <laughs> no, life's not that simple. You know, yeah. there's, there's greatness to be achieved and I want to, I want to push myself as as best I can to try and keep getting a little bit better every day. You, you are straight up inspiring me because I've gotten so lazy about singing and I am like, I, I love it. It enriches my soul. It's, yeah. You have a beautiful voice. It has, it's very kind you of really, you. No, you do. I, you. I would not say that if I didn't mean it. <laughs> well, Truly. thank you. Yeah. That's, so, that's very kind. Um, when I'm, I'm in Seattle and, uh, doing my, doing the improv thing and I, and I get to sing there sometimes. And people are always very kind. They're like, oh, you have a great voice. I said, if you want to hear great voices, like, please come to Orlando. Like, <laughs> you will, you're, I sound like a warbling crone uh, compared to, like, that, I mean, the talent pool is so deep in this town. It, and, it like, really is. It it's really a, is. It's incredible. And that so. kind of, I mean, that's, I think that harkens back to, like, what I was saying earlier about you surround yourself with people that are talented and that you believe and, and most likely are more talented than you do that. Be around the people that you emulate and, and learn from them and take somebody to lunch that you look up to and want to learn how they got where they are. Like yeah, those kinds of things go a long way and it helps us connect as a community too of performers. And I'm, I'm just, it's so important to support one another. Like it's 100%. so, so important to do that publicly and privately and how we speak about each other, how we show up to concerts or fringe festivals or whatever it is like, be that, be that person that's there for your friends and you know, your community of singers or dancers or actors or whatever that is, you know, I, we have to do that. If we don't do it for each other, nobody else is going to do it. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. No one else yeah. will. Yeah. Like they're we... certainly not going to spend money and come watch <laughs> us do it. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's true. It's just, I, I, you know, and I'm not always perfect with that, but I, I try and remind myself. We all of have like, our crabby moments. Yeah. And we all like get frustrated and work. I mean, a workplace is a workplace. Yeah. So like, yeah, you know, we're human, we're but, human people. It's okay. At the end of the day, like, I, I do really think that's so important. So I yeah. hope that I, I hope my friends feel that way and my, my, my colleagues. Cause yeah, I want them to feel like, I think they're awesome. 
I I definitely feel like a warmth and support good. from Yay. from the way you're speaking about <laughs> these things. So good, good, good. Uh, yeah, and that's again. This is why I'm like, Sarah, come talk to me because you're a beautiful singer and you're really nice and you do cool things that I bet people want to hear about these cool things. Like I said, I have some friends in Seattle who are going to be like, oh my God, yes. Hi, Seattle friends. Say hi to my friend Alex. Alex loves you. Hi, Alex. Yay. (laughs) He's going to be so happy. And there was much rejoicing. (laughs) And there was much rejoicing. (laughs) Yeah. When he was one of the people to share it, I'm like, hey, just so you know. I love these people for the following thanks, reasons. Alex, yeah. Thanks, Alex. For, thanks for following Bhakti <laughs> and for liking acapella. I did bring a whole list of people you have to thank. Is that okay? <laughs> It'll take three hours. <laughs> We're actually going to just cut the rest of the content and yeah. just go off the yeah. list of... Thank you, Tony. Thank <laughs> you, Lindsay. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Um, so do you have any like funny or interesting stories along the way of, of like either with Voice of Liberty or Voctiv or just like your own solo work? Things that come to mind that have surprised you or made you laugh or you know, made you or embarrassed? I have so many embarrassing oh, stories. Oh, I for do myself. too. I mean, I was trying to think <laughs> about this, like, where do I begin? I mean, there's <laughs> I have had so many moments of, you know, you know, slip ups or forgetting the words or, you know, my shoe falling off <gasps> on stage. Or, oh, no. Oh, oh, Where'd yeah. it go? It would. So this was um, Cinderella, the musical uh-huh. high school production. People. Excellent. Okay. 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 I, I think this is also the night that part of the set fell down. Oh, shoot. That's always really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was the big dance number. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Again, this, I mean, dancing is, um, let's say it's something I do when I need to, mm-hmm. but it's not what I'm known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we're doing like, I, I kick up and the prince like picks me up and spins me around. And as we're spinning, my shoe flies off into the orchestra, <laughs> lands on some poor violinist, you know, chair and... <laughs> It's like, and I'll never forget it. It's just one of those moments that you go, hey, live theater. And, 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 and yes, it happened. And I, and I was, of course, thoroughly embarrassed at the time, but what can you do? I do have, this is a really random, against this high school. High school is that, you know. Growing pains. That's where I'm we're learning you, all this stuff. Oh, my gosh. So I was, it was student council, okay, elections. And it's the final night where you're supposed to make your speech and get your support. And I was running for secretary treasurer. Okay. okay. Big deal. Yeah, we're really doing big this. deal. And and I decided, you know, I'm gonna sing my speech. <gasps> so I do oh, this. Dear. Whole, okay. Oh my gosh, right. I mean, and and I don't know what came over me, but that was that was the plan. And so I go out and I have this like fancy dress on, and I'm like, I don't remember what I'm it was just like a few sentences or something that I made up. I wish I could remember it, but I, I'm, I'm just riffing and all this stuff. Like, like all this, like everything is just over the top as many riffs as one could sing at once. It's happening. And luckily it did go well, but I'm like, it did. It did. Oh, I won. I, I won secretary treasurer. Congratulations. But Madam it's secretary. Like, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, but you know, it's like, it's so, you think about that and you're like, why was why did I think that was a good idea? And I guess I was trying to be original or different, which is something I 
sometimes do. But I'm kind of proud of that young Sarah, like being so brave and be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I don't care what people it. think. I'm going to riff the crap out of it. And we're going to, it's going to go nuts. This is a yeah. completely unnecessary endeavor, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope, I like want to claim back some of that bravery that I had when I was younger. Like, you know, you, you get older and you're like, you get caught up in the trappings of adulthood. And you're like, sure. But what will people think? What yeah. will they say? Yeah. And you know, it, it sometimes matters, but also it's okay to not worry about that sometimes and be like, be true to yourself and do the things that, you know, come to your mind and just go for it, you know? Make you so, happy. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> as silly as that is, it's like, part of me is also like, yeah, I'm glad you did that because, you know, you were just going for it. You were, you were being yourself. But yeah, I don't know. I would have voted for you. I would have. Well, I appreciate 100%. that. hundred <laughs> percent. Early branding, early branding. <laughs> Yep, you gotta be on you brand. Be on it, right? Yep. On brand people. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, gosh, I've definitely forgotten, forgotten um, words and auditions. Had to start over. Why do you love singing? It's, uh, I would say that for me, it's the most natural expression of myself. Excellent. Does that make sense? It does. I, that's. Well, I don't know where that came from. That's just what came out. Yeah. But, but it is. It's. It's. I'm truly myself when I'm singing and that's a hard thing for me to be sometimes you know I'm Mm -hmm. always trying to I think be a version of something I think people think I should be does that make sense like of course like Like, we all do that I need to make sure I am educated I need to make sure I'm well spoken I need to make sure that I'm doing the right things and I'm I'm I have the right people and and with with singing it's just like no this is just this I am what I am here in this moment now you know Mm. and it's I think it's also the joy of knowing that every time you do something, it's, it's different and it's a creative expression of something literally different every time. And you can always find a way to sing a note differently or um, hear a song differently, you know, than you may have heard it before. Like it's that constant discovery and exploration, which I think is like why I always have loved things like you said space. Like I've always loved outer space and dinosaurs and pyramids and like all these things that are like, these mysterious like wonders of the world. Cause it's like, there's always something to learn about them. You yeah. Know? And I think music is the same way. There's always going to be new artists. There's always going to be a new melody that's in- created. There's always going to be a new chord. Well, maybe not a new chord, but like, well, actually Jacob Collier is inventing new chords. So yes, that does happen. But oh, really? Yeah. Like I feel, I think he has like new theory things that he's like doing. Oh. Or something. Yeah. Like, I- I'm not smart enough to really understand all the things that, that he does, but he's amazing. If you don't know who he is, check him out. What was his name again? Jacob I, I Collier. Yeah. Jacob Collier. He's like Doing a prodigy. Fun. He does okay. everything. I don't even, I don't even want to like ruin the mystery. You just have to go listen and see what it okay. is. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That's, I think that's what I love about it. This is just constantly something to, to learn and, and look forward to and, you know, spark creativity you know to touch back on voctive real quick you guys did candy crush oh my gosh can we talk about that for a minute yes i'm telling you right now <laughs> when i found out that was happening and what was I, it exactly so so candy crush of course has many iterations many different games they're all awesome i have loved candy crush from the beginning i played it avidly the minute it came out. Oh, so you're you're a deep, deep crush oh, in it. I've loved it. Yeah, yeah. Always love Candy Crush. And when I found out that was happening, I was like, 
we're doing this? Well, well, what are we doing? And Voctiv, along with the beautiful orchestrations in the game, we are the soundtrack. And you, That's when amazing. you are playing in game, you hear Voctiv. And it's amazing. just this beautiful, like ornamental melodies that they wrote. And, and I mean, yeah, I was nerding out the entire time we recorded that. And I still nerd out Candy Crush. You know, I, I definitely always play a lot of airplanes. It's like my go-to mm-hmm. like flying game. Cause it's like calming and, and just, I always enjoy playing it there, but I'd still play it pretty regularly. And it's like, I'm, I kind of had that moment every once. I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, I just <laughs> like the childhood Sarah that dreamed of like one day. Does I did have those dreams of like being on a video game soundtrack? Yes, really? I was. Like, oh, totally. Cool. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, I this is just so special. I'm so thankful. Yeah. Aside that, that is definitely a cool thing. Yeah. Is it live? Can we play it? Is it um, already out there or is it coming it's out live. soon? It's live. The game's live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The game's live. Are you also doing, I've, I've never played Candy Crush, but I will download it because. Yes. Candy Crush this, Friends. Candy Crush. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Crush Friends. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Fire bad. Um, <laughs> candy Crush Friends. Candy Crush Friends. That's the one you, you want to get. Yeah. Candy and, Crush Friends. And so are you also doing like the crush it or like are you I doing wish. are no. you doing okay so that's another <sighs> no that's voice. another talent okay another talent yeah, yeah i do see i do jingles though speaking of jingles <gasps> i that's another thing i do and i love doing and that is a wild world of jingles i mean like professionally they, jingles yeah yeah oh, oh yeah Maybe. i make up jingles for free for people <laughs> so see again this is like me and voiceovers yeah it's like i i can make something up what um, jingles yeah. have you done? Oh, oh my gosh. Different, all kinds of different stuff. Restaurants and car dealerships and nursing do you, homes. Do you and, have any off, uh, in the chamber um, that you can think of? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think. Um, I've, they all kind of start to run together. Sure. Because they um, are so short. So there's only so much you can do with a yeah, jingle. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, She's turned away. Like I know. I'm rotating the chair. Rotating here. the chair. To, I'm trying to. Like claw in Inspector um, Gadget. Oh my gosh. There's one um uh Big Daddy's Barbecue. Yes. Big Daddy's Barbecue. That was one. <laughs> yes. Um, is that local? Is that near in Orlando or is that in I don't, I don't, North Carolina? No, it's in Florida. I don't remember where. Okay. But there's I mean, I've done like um um I can't remember some of them now, but um the one I always wanted to do as a child was the Hoover vacuum. Oh, what was the Hoover jingle. vacuum Bonnie jingle? Bonnie Herman sang it. So back to Bonnie Herman again. Singers Unlimited, one of the most beautiful voices ever. And I, as a child, I would practice over and over again the Hoover mm-hmm. vacuum jingle, which is this. Hoover, nobody does it like you. I remember that jingle. Yeah, that's the one. And that was like... That was Hoover vacuum? Hoover vacuums. And I... Yeah, and that was like, whoa, maybe one day I could sing a song like that. I bet you could, and you did. And yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I was very excited the first time I, like, quote-unquote recorded a jingle. It was like, I remember, like, emailing my mom, like, and my dad, and, like, I was like, guys, I just did a jingle. I'm so excited. You know, it was a big deal for me. Cause yes, it was, it it's was a like, huge deal. And it's, and it's not really a big deal in the yes, scheme of things. Is. But to, to, to little Sarah, it was, you know, yeah. that's, it was like a, it's validation. a milestone thing. A milestone. Like, yeah, it's like things you dream of as a kid, which because I was that strange child that dreamed yeah. of singing 
TV jingles, so. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> once you sang the vacuum song, a vacuum started happening right outside. <laughs> it's kind of fortuitous. Yeah. It's you, almost like it was meant to be. You know, like when the princesses sing and birds come, it, you yeah. sang about vacuums and the vacuums <laughs> came. Now, if it, if it was an actual Hoover vacuum, that would be kind of freaky. Then Excuse me. <laughs> we'll be right back, everyone. <laughs> we need to check the style of vacuum. Is this the Twilight Zone? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Bissell. Get out of here. Um, uh, do you know Elaine Pahacek? Yes. Uh, when we were in York, England together doing one oh, of her shows. Right. I'm like, hey, Elaine, do you want to go sing jingles to people? So there was like, um, uh, cheese, chili, and chutney, cheese, chili, and chutney, cheese, chili, and chutney, only at Harvey's. And so, like, she was really good at finding the harmonies, and so we, like, recorded it and then showed it to Harvey's, the Harvey's cheese, chili, and chutney guy. He's like, thank you. That was weird. That was so awesome. <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love, I love jingles. I think they're the best i i definitely make up stuff like that all the time because it's when you have i think when you have a musical mind Mm -hmm. your mind's just your brain's gonna just do that right i mean it's like you can't help it it's like a sneeze it's like i have to write a jingle right (laughs) about chocolate do you do you write songs for your dog i do (gasps) we'll swap dog songs would you like to go first? Um, yes. I mean, there are several. I'm trying to think of my favorites. Wait, I mean, I think I used to know the Wilbur There, song. There are several. There's the Snuggle. Um, yeah, the Snuggle. Um, uh, Mom and Dad. This is Wilbur's voice, by the way. Of course, I need of, a, course I need a, of course. This is Wilbur. Um, Mom and Dad, me only wants to snuggle with you. Mom and Dad, me snuggles with you all the day through. I'm, I'm just making it up, but yeah. Um, snuggle, 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 yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, There's a Wilbur Christmas song. Um, there, yeah, we, there are, I'm working on a collection at this point now. We, yeah. I would love you for you to release... A Wilbur-inspired collection. We're almost there. (laughs) We're just going to need a couple more tunes, and uh, we can give the fans what they want. The the four fans. Five. Five. Okay. (laughs) We're going strong now. (laughs) I I literally was singing, snuggle, 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 me only want to snuggle with you. That's it. And And I was like... I was like, I was annoyed that no one, I'm like, you guys, you know that song. I'm like, oh wait, that's a dog song. <laughs> the chart topper hit. From snuggle, my friend snuggle. in Florida. So I guess it makes sense that you guys oh. don't know the Wilbur song. Okay. <laughs> I cannot. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. I sang my Lucas song for an audition. I love Disney. that. I love that. We have two dachshunds, Wilbur and Wendy. Wendy, does Wendy have any songs? She does, um, it's a Christmas song. Good. It's not, it's not fully formed, but I have fragments of it that I can share. Um, when I look at the Christmas tree, all I want to do is pee. (laughs) The spirit of the season moves me. When I look at the Christmas tree, mommy and daddy bought a new tree. I think they bought it just for me. And then so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. It's about peeing peeing on the Christmas tree because this is what dogs do. If you have a dog, 
Maybe your dog is more house trained than mine, but uh, sometimes these things can happen. So, you know, events of the season, you know. Oh, that's your new holiday song, your Christmas song. Yeah, I need to finish. I need to finish that one. Yeah. Uh, well, you <laughs> yeah, have projects. S- seven months, eight months to <laughs> okay. get that done okay, for the I'm next Christmas <laughs> season. <laughs> I think you need to get into the studio, get okay. that down, okay. and yeah. yes. This is a good plan. Uh, this has been so lovely. I, I want to thank you so much for coming. I'm going to kind of wrap us up now. Not that I want to, but it's just been an hour and 40 minutes. We did so good. We did we talked so about stuff. good. We, and we sang. That was what I was hoping for. I pulled my mom where I'm always like, she always tries to get me to sing in places. Does your parents do that? Oh yeah. Like sure. sing Sarah, go sing, yes. sing, go sing a song. We couldn't go anywhere with a live pianist <laughs> without my mom saying, go sing, go sing. I'm like, it's brunch. Like, no, I'm not going to go sing with the piano guy at brunch. And then I, well, I'm like, here's to the ladies <laughs> that brunch. No. <laughs> And eventually I'd need, like knuckle under. I'm like, okay, fine. Hi. Can I sing with you? Do you know, like, dream a little dream of me or like something like a standard sort of song? And then I'd sing and then we'd leave. Don't you think that like, <laughs> so, you know, in the moment, like you're so embarrassed. It's like, dad, mom, mom you know. Don't. But I kind of appreciate it now that I'm older. I'm like, you know, you forced me to not be scared and like just mm-hmm. go for something and give it a try. And, yeah. you know, like. But it, it, there's, like, this sentimental component to it as well. Like, you know, I remember just singing with my dad and stuff like that. And at the time, I was like, Dad, I do want to sing right now, okay? <gasps> and, you know, at the time, I'm like, all right, I'll sing uh, uh, April Come, She Will with you. That's a great Simon and Garfunkel song, folks, if you don't know. It's good. nice. Um, and, like, now I just, I'm so thankful for those moments. Because it's, like, that, again, like, when it was quality time with my dad, mm-hmm. and it fostered doing music and performing music and then loving music like all those things it's good and isn't it i and now i've turned into my mother and that like anytime like i said anytime i know someone can sing or loves to sing or if i'm just surprised by like we just a couple friends and i we do jam sessions where we just sing and play instruments and jam and like hearing other people sing, I'm like, yes, yeah, yay! That's what it's all about. Because like so often we think that singing has to be this like formal event, and like it has to have a point. It doesn't. It yeah. can just be something you do with friends by yourself in the car in the shower, yep. and it's beautiful. And we all like hearing it. We all love it. Yep. So yeah. agreed. Yay. Mm-hmm. yay! Thanks for having me. Of course. What would you like to shout out? Any like social media stuff or yeah. do any of that sort oh, of abs- thing? Of course. I mean, we have to do these things. We had this we discussion do. earlier. Yes, we did. I have to do this. <laughs> Self-promotion. I'm going to try and be comfortable with promoting myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to follow my vocal journeys and the things I'm doing, I'm trying to make myself, uh, you know, post regularly and keep keep up to date with that. So I'm. if you go on Facebook, there's a page I have called Sarah Whittemore Vocals, and that's where you can find a lot of um, different performance opportunities. And if you're a Voctive fan too, I try and post a lot of Voctive content there as well. And you can follow me on Instagram too. Um, Instagram is definitely a hybrid of my life and my career. So (gasps) you're going to get the full, you know, gamut of stuff on there. Yay! So we'll see Scott Um, and the puppies. You'll see Scott, you'll see puppies, you'll see Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is all I need. Yeah. Those are like my favorite things. Yeah. Sprinkled with music, right? (laughs) Yeah. And that's, and that's S-Wit music. S-W-H-I-T-T music. You can follow me on there too. So yeah. Lovely. 
Thanks, Fantastic. Sarah. Thank you, From Sarah. one Sarah to another, Yay. I say thanks. <laughs> See? You are ready for your you are ready for your voiceover work. Um, I like to invite my guests to musically arm fart our way out of here. Wow. If you would like to. Try. I usually just blow on my arm. Um, you are completely covered. <laughs> or you can make it just with your own mouth. Um, Ryan Gelodi did a really great, like, like. Oh, I can do, uh, yeah, I can, I can do, I think I've got something I can okay. do. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, and it's just free form. Fart great. however you want. Okay, great. Ready? One, two, one, two, three, four. <laughs> that went a lot better than I thought. I thought it was adorable. I, uh, wow. I'm, I'm kind of new no. thing to put on the resume. New thing. <laughs> Special skills. Farts. Boom. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh.